<coughs> I have hiccups. <coughs> okay, this is going to be challenging. Um, hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Reading Show. We are looking at Matthew chapter 12, which is, 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 wow, okay. <laughs> really long chapter, 50 verses. Let's look at Matthew chapter 12. You know, one of those times that I wish I looked through the passage before I choose it. But there you go. Matthew chapter 12. Heavenly Father, please help me to be helpfully clear as I read your word today. Um, pray for my hiccups, but more so pray for my heart and my mind <clears throat> to understand your word. And for whoever is hearing as well, pray for them as well. In Jesus' name, Amen. So Matthew, Matthew chapter 12. This is going to be very, very challenging. I do apologize. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence. I promise you, this is not rehearsed. This is real. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, where was I? Those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. <clears throat> Fantastic. Verse 9. He went on from there and entered their synagogue. And a man was there with a withered hand. And they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So that they <clears throat> might accuse him. <clears throat> he said to them, Which one of you who has a sheep... If it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out. Of how much more value is a man than a, a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out and it was restored, healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there and many followed him. And he healed them all and ordered them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, <coughs> my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will let anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles were hope. Then a demon-possessed man, who was blind and mute, was brought to him, and he healed him, so that the man spoke and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Can this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, It is only by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, that this man casts out demons. Knowing their thoughts, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste. 
And no city or house divided against itself will stand. And if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can someone enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? Then indeed he may plunder his house. Whoever it is, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven either in this age or in the age to come. Verse 33, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you're evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil brings evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him, saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, something greater than Solomon is here. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, but finds none. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came, and when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. So it will be with this evil generation. While he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Okay, what's the common theme running through this? You know, Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. You know, they condemn his um, disciples for doing work, you know, um, doing what's not lawful. They're eating and plucking heads of grain. They said that constitutes work. And Jesus says, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. They criticize him for healing on the Sabbath. And so he calls the person right in front of all of them and he heals, heals him of the withered hand. Uh, Jesus reveals himself as God's servant. He quotes the prophet Isaiah, 
Behold my servant who I have chosen. So what God says to the servant, what God says to Jesus, and saying that God is pleased with him. And his role is to proclaim justice to the Gentiles. Excuse me, verse 18. Not to quarrel, not to cry aloud, you know, to be gentle. In verse 20, a bruised reed he will not break until he brings victory. And again, verse 21, in his name, the Gentiles will hope. So Jesus has this unexpected role, not just as king, but as servant, not just as conqueror, but as someone who is tender and gentle, gentle, and not just to the kingdom of Israel, but to the Gentiles, to the outsiders. He is criticized next in verses 22 onwards as having a demon. That's how they say, they, they rationalize that he's able to cast out demons. And Jesus says, you know, it doesn't make sense because Satan cannot be casting out himself. Verse 26, he's divided against himself. How can his kingdom stand? But he says, if he casts out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. In, in other words, recognize that only something that is greater than Satan can cast out Satan. And therefore, don't just recognize what Satan can do, but recognize what God can do, recognize what Jesus is doing in his act of casting out the king kingdom of darkness. Um, it ends with this, uh, frankly, terrifying you know, uh, warning. You know, Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man is forgiven. Whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Somehow there's this unforgivable sin of speaking against the Holy Spirit, you know, and Jesus casts out the demons by the Holy Spirit. It's essentially not only not recognizing God's spirit, God's goodness, but calling it evil, calling it the work of the devil. Next, there's the thing about the tree and its fruit. You know, you recognize how good the tree is, is by how good the fruit is, but also how bad the tree is by the badness of its fruit. And so here the fruit is talking about, you know, your words, or in other words, your gospel. You know, people who give account for every careless word they speak, verse 36, but also by your words, you will be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. So these are words that either reveal who you are or more so reveal who you think of Jesus Christ. And those will be the words by which God will judge you. It's the words of the gospel because... It's whether you accept or you reject the gospel, whether you accept or reject Jesus Christ. I'm always at the end, do excuse me. Uh, the sign of Jonah, again, they reject this greater sign of Jonah. You know, they come to him, verse 38, we want to see a sign from you. And he says, only an evil generation asks for a sign, but he says, I will give you a sign. It's the sign of the prophet Jonah. Jonah spent three days, three nights in the belly of the fish. So the son of man will be three days, three nights in the heart of the earth, talking about the time, that period between his death <laughs> and resurrection. And so he's greater than Jonah, he's greater than Solomon, but they do not recognize that greatness because they do not recognize, first of all, you know, the base um, evidence of scripture that points to this greater evidence in Jesus. Okay, 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 two more. Unclean spirit goes out and then comes back with more unclean spirits. What is it saying? It's saying it's not enough just to be emptied of e 
evil. You know, the spirit comes up with even more evil because he finds this very nice swept house talking about this person. And so this person has a worse outcome in the end. And so he's, he's describing not just a person, but also this evil generation because it... Actually, I, I don't know. This is, this is a tough one. I'm not sure I, I ever understood this in its fullness. You know, Jesus is warning about a worse state to come than the situation that was before. Uh, verse 46, his mom and his brothers, you know, they want to talk to him. And Jesus says, no, these are my mom and my brothers, those who do the word of God, those who listen to, the, to his father in heaven, those whom he's teaching God's word to. So showing his disconnection to, to his physical family on the, on, the, on the one hand, but also his connection to his spiritual family, those who listen to his words, those who obey the will of his Father in heaven. So that's Matthew chapter 12. I do apologize for the sick up. Maybe I shouldn't put this up, but you know, um, for what it's worth, and this is God's word. This is honestly, you know, just, you know, my situation right now. And, um, you know, turn it off if you don't want to listen to this. But for what it's worth, this has been the Daily Bible Reading Show. Oh! Matthew chapter 12, thank you for joining me. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Help us to internalize this, to apply this, to live this out in faithfulness and love. For our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. I need to have some water. Bye. <laughs>